Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chance and Rants with the Plants. We're dad and daughter talking lots and lots of things about football with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And this week, so we're speaking on the Sunday, it's been internationals this week, which has been pretty jam-packed. I think I think they said, didn't they say that England have got about three fixtures in six days? Something like that, yeah, daft really. Which is pretty ridiculous. But saying that, there was a lot of League One and League Two matches, and it gives us the opportunity to have a little look at um, National League as well. So we'll start off by rounding up League One. There was Blackpool 1, Ipswich 4. So Ipswich is still undefeated. They stay top on 13 points. Uh, Guion Edwards, apparently he's in form with four goals and two assists so far. And um, that was Blackpool's fourth defeat in their opening five league matches, which I think will be a little bit concerning. But they're a big team, League One. I remember when Blackpool were in the um, Premier League. Yeah, no, not long ago. Yeah, they've long gone ago. up and down a lot, really. Mm. And then the other result, Lincoln 1, Bristol Rovers 2. Lincoln saw their perfect start to the season ended by Bristol Rovers, who fought back to win at Sinsil Bank. Uh, Lincoln, obviously, they end up reduced to 10 men in the 83rd minute, Jackson's second yellow card. Lincoln dropped down to second, back-to-back wins for Bristol Rovers, who are now in 12th. And apparently, that was Bristol Rovers' first away win in 11 league games. And then we've also got on Friday night, really big result, actually, Fleetwood Town 4, Hull City 1. Fantastic result for Fleetwood, who had lost their last three league matches and a famous victory. Did you get this? As it was the first ever meeting between the two clubs. Oh, right. Interesting. Fleetwood and Hull, I suppose, because again, Hull are a team like Blackpool that they've uh, flitted around. I remember when they were in the Premier League and everything. Yeah, not long ago. Um, So Hull dropped down to third. Fleetwood are in 14th. And we watched back the highlights. And I've put a note here about the theme Captain Pugwash was playing when they score a goal. Yeah, brilliant. What is Captain Pugwash? That was an old, oh, that's an old cartoon type program from oh, the seventies, maybe even sixties, perhaps. Captain Pugwash. Right. Yeah. So when they score a goal, they had like Captain Pugwash music going on. Classic. <laughs> Very classic. So overall, with League One, some things I just wanted to note: MK Dons and Shrewsbury, the only teams without a win. MK Dons are rock bottom at the moment, but Shrewsbury have drawn three, so they've picked up some points there, but not one yet. And I was just looking back at last season, I suppose a big thing to note is that MK Dons were five points off the drop uh, above the drop zone last season. Do you reckon they're going to escape it again? Last season they were dodgy, this season they're rock bottom without a win. Uh, they're, well, they're one of the favourites for a relegation, so it's probably going to be a okay. tough season. I was looking last year as well. People like you've got Ipswich and Lincoln are obviously top. Last season, Ipswich finished 11th and Lincoln finished 16th. So kind of outsiders to you wouldn't necessarily predicted they'd be number one and two in the table at the moment. I thought, is it an advantage not being in the playoffs, do you reckon? Uh, possibly. I think Ipswich are always going to be favoured. I think Ipswich were well favoured probably because, of, again, they're... Uh, they're normally championship or above really so I think Ipswich wouldn't be surprised with but Lincoln's a good one so um, it's, it's getting very exciting in League One already even after four or five matches however many it's been right we're going to have a rant so this week I'll kick off with my rant So the Premier League announced that additional non-televised fixtures in October will be made available via pay-per-view. So current live matches selected for TV, they'll remain in place and be broadcast as normal. But the remaining five, um, the fans have to pay for. And the price that they announced was £14.95 to watch a single game. 
So they're saying that the notion that for the price of more than two months on Netflix, people will fork out for West Brom versus Burnley or Sheffield United versus Fulham. As a fan, fourteen ninety five. say you're a West Brom fan, to watch them against Burnley on the TV, is it worth it? Uh, not really, I suppose. It's Again, I was one of the articles was saying it would get the... Gangs of more than six because somebody will buy it and get all the mates around, won't they? Oh, That's right, the, yeah. That is the and problem. And then split it. Oh, gosh. Oh, I see. They break the rules. Yeah, yeah, of course they will. Yeah, oh, they'll... okay. I got you. So it's not it's not cleverly done. And I think I think if you're a season ticket holder, you get free viewing of every Access. match. So, that's not to, so I guess the real, real fans watch it for free because they're season ticket mm-hmm. holders. But um, no, it's a mess, really. Totally disagree. And there's been a lot of press around people like Gary Neville and people protesting about it. I think... It's going to be interesting, and apparently they're also the amount of people that are going to try and illegally download stuff. Apparently they're worried about that in general because obviously fans are reluctant to pay 15 quid. Interestingly, actually, Leicester were the only club to vote against the idea, Mm. and they said that's because their owners in the past and present have been famous for giving gifts to fans, and obviously if uh, the fans love them, don't know the owners there and things like that. So, yeah, I suppose my little rant is the fact that it's probably overpriced. I get why they're doing it. Like, we do, the sport does need money coming in but it's it's a lot of money to be paying for um some of these matches so yeah that's my rant what about you good old leicester on yeah, that one yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's true actually i've got two really quick ones one is uh, macclesfield it's not so much a rant but uh just a mystery really i mean macclesfield were in league two last year got voted out or went out because of foul play or whatever they're now in the national league they haven't played they got no points Probably I should have researched it and had a look, and I'm sure if you go on, on Tinternet, you can have a look and see what's going on. But I haven't got a clue what's happening with Macclesfield. You don't see anything in the papers. Uh, you see lots about all the big teams and all the exciting transfers. What on earth's happening to Macclesfield? So hopefully, fingers crossed, they won't go the same way as Berry. Um, yeah, so watch this space. But uh, yeah, so that's a bit of a rant. And then the other one is fans. I was reading some of the non-league stuff this week, reading about Taunton Town and other teams. Uh, I think it was one of the Taunton matches, a cup match, 500 fans there. So I've been to Taunton's ground and I think it holds about two and a half, three thousand. 500 fans in Taunton? Yeah, so I just do not understand. It it feels like if you're an amateur team or whatever the terminology is for the likes of Taunton and that sort of team, uh, you're allowed to get fans in and do stuff. If if you've got 170,000 capacity, you can't get a couple of thousand in. So what on earth? What on earth is that all about? So, yes, yeah, so I just thought that was very strange. That is bizarre. Is that just purely money, surely? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, why it's safe in non-league, but not safe yeah. in... That's true, because they just they did the trial in the Championship and they were... Yeah, it was the Championship. They yeah, had, Premier uh, League your as mate, well. Yeah. Where was he a fan of? Uh, Norwich, Norwich City, yeah. It. And I don't think... I think there were some good reports, no... No rising cases, but uh, it just seems very, very strange. Well, talking of that, I've actually been watching a lot of the tennis French Open and they have had fans in there. They've had it like, oh gosh, again, about a thousand people in the stadium. But it's it's um, not very, what's the word, fluent across all the sports at the moment. It's a bit disjointed. Yes. As inconsistent. Well. Inconsistent is the right word. Right, so anyway, exciting times in League Two and the National League. So League Two, a couple of matches there, quite a lot of goals. So Oldham, Morecambe, that ended up as Oldham bottom against Morecambe, top by the end of the match. So Morecambe won 3-2. Both teams probably, especially Morecambe, would have been favoured for relegation. I was going to say that. They were literally, I looked, they above, place above the drop zone last yeah. season. Yeah, yeah they only it. just survived and a lot of people would tip them for relegation. So they're top, 1-4, drawn one. 
and Oldham are rock bottom with one point. So um, not surprising for Oldham necessarily, but for Morecambe. So yeah, really good. The Shrimpers stay uh, up the top, top of the league. Salford have yet to lose and didn't lose yesterday, but they'd be disappointed. They were 2-0 up at half-time, home to Tranmere. Two late goals from Morrison Lewis got Tranmere a point, a really good point actually, two late goals. They had lots of squad missing through COVID-19. Um, so when Salford were 2 up at half-time, you probably would have put your house on them, but uh, well done Tranmere. Only lost one match and Salford are unbeaten. So uh, probably two teams you'd tip for promotion. Tranmere um, came down last year, very unlucky. So I think, yeah, Salford and Tranmere are two good teams. And in that league, so far, League 2, there's five teams without a win and five teams who haven't lost, so quite even uh, there. So League 2 is going to be exciting this year, actually. National League, just focused on one match there. Played three most of the teams now. Jeff Stelling's team, Hartlepool, top of the league, won three out of three. Although yesterday they were playing bottom of the league, Maidenhead, uh, who were rock bottom, no points from three games, minus eight goal difference already looking odds on for relegation unfortunately unless they can turn it around so it might have flattered Hartlepool but certainly a very good start 2017 was the last time uh, they were in the league so in uh, league two so they'll be still they'll be keen to go back up obviously only two teams that have got 100% records from those three matches Hartlepool and Sutton United and there's three three teams without any points Aldershot Maidenhead just talked about and Macclesfield just talked about as well they haven't played a match so no wonder they've got no points uh, that was the National League. It's quite interesting. I suppose we were talking about this not that long ago. The Premier League is almost the least predictable league out of the whole English Football League, would you say, right now? Yeah, it's a bit strange at the moment, whether it's the North fans, whether there's some weird results, whether it's just a, whether it's going to settle down, perhaps. They've had a short break and yeah. late start and late finish, and it's all just a bit weird, isn't it? Overall, it's going to be a weird season. Do you reckon as a result we're going to get some, like, I, do you reckon Everton could win it? Well... I mean, how many years ago people said uh, Leicester couldn't win it? But, yeah, exactly. Uh, it might be one of those seasons. Well, a good Italian manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leicester had a, a thin squad with not many players, so Everton's similar. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Everton, um, I don't know what the odds are on them, but certainly they're worth a couple of quid. Uh, right, so time for a rave. I love this one this week. I don't know if you saw this in the papers. So on Monday, there was, actually this could have been a rant, but it turned into rave. So on Monday, some terrible news was announced. Jerry Key, a.k.a. Gunnosaurus. Did you see this? The oh, Arsenal, yeah, the Arsenal, the Arsenal uh, mascot. Yeah, he was one of 55 redundancies, and he's been an integral part of the club for 27 years. So the bad news was that the Gunnosaurus was getting the sack. But then Mesa Erzl, who I have ranted about several times, he offered he's offered to pay his salary. He said, I'm offering to reimburse Arsenal with the full salary of our big green guy, as long as I'll be an Arsenal a player, as as long as I will, as in however long he's gonna stay at the club for. And we've mentioned in the past how he reportedly is earning three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week. So good on him. Like he's not always won over the fans, he's not playing at all, and he's offered to pay for his uh Wage. I mean, there's some fans who probably say, get in it and be it. You know, you could get in <laughs> yeah. and uh, be the mascot. Is that, That's true. Uh, is that, that poorly uh, thought of. <laughs> Imagine if that happened. Imagine if he said he was going to pay for Jerry Key and then suddenly took off the mask and it was him. It could have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, but imagine being there's 50 other people or 54 other people that got made redundant that are like proper managers within the club. 
like yeah. accountants and then mm. the mascot gets his mate his wage um so then that made me think about the poor other mascots i've got a couple here you've got gully the seagull at brighton is he gonna face the sack do, pete yeah. the eagle where do you reckon that is pete the eagle Palace, yeah nice one. Oh, i don't know if you'll get this one chirpy chirpy mm, yeah chirpy. Uh, something to do with birds uh definitely not foxes that would be less to chirpy i don't know actually. spurs Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, cockerel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. And yeah. then um, Wolfie and Wendy Wolf. Wolves <laughs> yeah. must be, yeah. Yeah, so Give let's away. hope um, Wolfie and Wendy get to keep their jobs because well, I um, hope so, yeah. it'll be a shame if they get made redundant. Hard time for the wolf. So, uh, yeah, that was my uh, rave about the mascot. I thought that was a good one. What about you? Uh, only one quick one. I'm, I'm, it's sort of, it's kind of a rave. Just, it's. I think it's good to see Southgate giving lots of young England players a game. I think for some of them, it's okay, yeah. it's a bit flattering. Uh, Go I think, on, such as as such as who? Uh, I think the fullback from Arsenal Saka is it? Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a young young lad. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't put him in unless you had a few people missing. So I think some of them get the first cap because of other people's misfortune or people misbehaving and not being available to be picked. So I think it's strange times. I think it is. It's genuinely good, but it's genuinely a bit weird. Equally, there was a list in the paper of the amount of players that he's given their England debut. Over to. fifty, I think. Is now, it actually yeah. over that fifty? Is crazy. I think now, yeah. I mean, it's good. I get that it is good. Yeah. So I think it's. I think it's good. It whether it means quite as much getting an England cap mm. as it did a few years ago when there was less internationals and there wasn't all this shenanigans going on, but. Uh, so it's kind of a bit bit through gritted teeth, but good. it is good to see lots of young people come through and uh, and get a cap. When you watch them, because I missed the England versus Wales friendly, did Pickford and Maguire play? Can you remember? No, no, no. Um, no. Neither played. No, but, oh, um, okay. Pope was in the next Oh, one. was he? Mm. Okay. Played quite well. I didn't have much to do, but he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, okay. Well, it's, it's very interesting. Do you think, what do you think about the Nations? Is it called the Nations League in general? Yeah, well, I'm not sure. We have to, it'd be a long debate. I'm, I... What I think is a bit daft. We've got three games in six, six days. days. That's, I guess that's, you know, get on with it. But one of them's a friendly. Why would you have two games in six days, then throw a friendly in just to make it even harder? Yeah, it doesn't so make much it just sense. seems a bit weird, doesn't it? So we've gone for Barnet of the Week and we thought we'd take the opportunity because normally we focus on maybe some, well, Premier League. And this week we've gone for the less well-known, some of the lower league teams. So this week, my Barnet of the Week, I don't think, I mean, I didn't even stop and take a photo of him, but Northampton Town, obviously a team that is struggling, lost their last three league games and haven't scored. However, when I watched the highlights, I was drawn to a very... Uh, luscious locks and it was in a very good man bun like this is probably one of the proper man buns you'll ever see it's kind of like a mixture of Pocahontas's John Smith and like Legolas that kind of long hair and his name is Joseph Mills um, I don't know if they call him Joe Mills but Joseph sounds very formal and he, I think he played defence for Northampton Town but I certainly noticed him for his very impressive man bun and I, I saw a photo of his hair down and I, it's like below the shoulders. It's oh, like yeah. proper long. So, yeah, that's my Barnet of the Week from Northampton Town, Joseph Mills. Oh, well, mine's one of the uh, managers you mentioned the Fleetwood match. So this is uh, Captain Pugwash himself, Joe Barton, <laughs> uh, who's um, actually, I mean, what a fantastic result. They've struggled a little bit. I think he could do really well as a manager, Joe Barton. He's a quite a resilient, tough player and I'm sure he demands a lot of his teams. 
So if he gets the tactics right, I think he could do okay, actually, Barton. But uh, he's got this slick back, thick hair that Really thick. Him, yeah, looks a bit like Wolverine. He does. But he played a bit like Wolverine. Actually. Oh, God, he was Tough a nutter. Nut. Yeah, he was a good. nutter. Brilliant. No, I like him. Did like you? Him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Joy Barton's a good player, and I think he'd be a good manager. How long has he been at Fleetwood for? Uh, a couple of seasons, perhaps. But uh, no, I wish him well. Good do, reckon he'll, do you reckon he'll work his way up? Yes, I think he Ooh, will. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I think he could have a bright future, actually. Right, that's it for this week. So it's been nice actually being able to pay a little bit more attention than we normally do to your League One, League Two, and um, really good that we managed to have a little roundup of the National League as well. Um, We mentioned all the coming up matches last week on ones to watch out for. For me, the massive one is Everton-Liverpool, Saturday, 12.30. I think it's on BT Sport, so they don't have to pay £14.95, which is is a bonus. Um, Quickly, what do you reckon the result's going to be? Everton-Liverpool. Absolutely, definitely nil-nil. No, rubbish. (laughs) Nil-nil. Rubbish. There's not been one nil-nil yet across this whole season. This is it. That's it? All right, okay. All right, we'll be back next week with some more football chants and rants with the plants. (laughs) 